Want to be a part of the conversation? Then let us know on the TNT Radio interactive live chat room at tntradio.live. Lighting the fuse for freedom. Today's news talk, TNT Radio. You're with Hervoye Morich on today's news talk radio, TNT. All right, second hour we have coming up in a bit. Uh, I think it's the first time on TNT, Dr. Li Ming Yan, a virologist, um, to talk about COVID-1984, China, biowarfare, and whatnot. Feel free to uh, call in as well to offer your thoughts or ask a pregunta, question, um, what's what, what's going on that's interesting? UK seeks alternative to Visa and MasterCard. The British government has urged the banking sector to reduce reliance on US payment networks. The UK should develop a digital alternative to challenge the dominance of US credit cards, Visa, MasterCard. Uh, the review said, while cards make a tremendous contribution to the payments landscape, we heard notable dis dissatisfaction with the cost of card schemes on the part of shops, services, and other merchants, which may be in part due to a lack of choice or digital alternatives to the existing card schemes. So, yeah, there, there you go. They're going to be pushing... Um, uh, more of the digital stuff. I'm, I'm guessing NFC or contactless payments, paying with Apple or Google Pay, tap your phone, implant a chip into your brain, you know, you, <laughs> use that. Uh, the Valdai Discussion Club um, is is a good resource to, if you want to, uh, you know, if you want to get an idea of what the East is thinking when it comes to international re relations. I mean, you got to read everything. You got to read China Global Times, Iranian Press TV, uh, the Syrian, uh, Sana, Washington Post. And an interesting article was recently posted uh, to Valdai, the crumbling of the world order and a vision of multipolarity, the position of Russia and the West. And it says our argument about the crumbling of the world order was voiced for the first time in the 2018 report. We wrote about how the West's pressure on the rest of the world is one of the last attempt attempts to maintain its dominance, which is coming to an end. For 500 years, the West has been a key and influential center of power and political initiative. Key conflicts took place in the West and key innovations and in political ideas arose in Western countries. Today, the center of global economic gravity is inevitably shifting to the East, the West is well aware of the inevitab inevitability of this process. It pressures its pressure on the rest of the world, on the non-West, on Russia and, and on China, is an attempt to slow down the shift to the East or to preserve Western initiative in the complex new world. So that is interesting. Some COVID-1984 news, the World Homicide Organization WHO is recommending that people in China wear masks, socially distance, and stay home if they're unwell, as cases of an undiagnosed pneumonia have been detected in hospitals in Beijing and Liaoning, located roughly 500 miles northeast of the capital. So, yeah, like I said, I'm not playing this game again, but you guys, everyone do whatever they um, would like to do. Uh, personally, I really hope... Um, I don't know. I, the, I read analysts who say it's it's it would be hard for them to pull another COVID nineteen eighty four. I guess uh, I guess we're gonna see. They do have a lot of bravado, so I wouldn't put it past them. 
So there's that also being reported. Disabled people were secretly given do not resuscitate orders. Uh, this is in Scotland, Scottish COVID inquiry. Here's disabled Scots felt like their lives were not worth saving during the pandemic after do not do not resuscitate orders were secretly imposed on many of them. Uh, so again, you know, COVID eugenics, this is what it was uh, about. Find any way you could lower the population, whether it was through the ventilator machines, blocking off iver ivermectin, the in pushing the injections, secretly putting people on do not resuscitate, kill as many people as we we can, said uh, the, the world's governments, the governments of the world over, democide. So this is absolutely crazy. Um, also being reported, federal COVID loan repayments uh, could put uh, stores out of business. So yet another way, you know, the, the, the other aspect of the COVID-1984 project was the neo-feudalism to get rid of the middle class and to, to bring us back a thousand years to the Middle Ages, where only the aristocracy and uh, us serfs and plebs and so businesses, you know, the, were given. There was this federal program that offered up to sixty thousand dollars in interest-free loans to help businesses sh uh, survive the government shutdowns. Uh, and it seems like a number of businesses won't be able to repay this, and they'll go out of the business. Uh, some good news: C CNBC has dismantled its climate desk and will no longer have staff dedicated to covering the topic posing a blow to the to the Democrat Party's various green schemes, including their so-called Green New Deal. CNBC has dismantled its climate desk and will no longer have staff de dedicated to covering climate change, to covering the weather. I mean, that, that's what we have the 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 weatherman and, or, or, or woman for, right? <laughs> we don't need a climate uh, desk. So that's going on. LA, Los Angeles leads the nation in uh, shoplifting. So if you want to do some shopping, maybe go to LA. <laughs> so uh, shoplifting, you don't even have to pay. And uh, now they're reporting again that the incident over at Niagara Falls, the checkpoint explosion. I mean, this is still kind of weird. It still kind of doesn't make sense for me. It says rich Bentley driver caused checkpoint explosion after canceled Kiss concert. M maybe it was a false flag that went wrong. And so they're kind of creating a, another story here. Um, it says 56-year-old man who lived in a wealthy area went to a casino after Kiss canceled uh, its concert and then drove his Bentley into the border checkpoint, killing himself and his wife. I'm not buying that. Sorry, that's too <laughs> too weird. I don't at this point on it doesn't make sense to me. That's really strange. Uh all right, that's about that's about it. If you missed your favorite TNT radio show or interview, simply listen back when you want, whenever you want. Visit episodes over at tntradio.live. We're also on all major podcast platforms, Apple, Google, Spotify, Amazon, Podbean, iHeart, you name it. There's no reason to miss anything on TNT Radio. Keeping the commitment 24-7. I've been in the car all day and I got to listen. Can't get enough of it. You guys are doing a great job. Today's News Talk Radio, TNT. Reportedly, Pfizer has filed a lawsuit against Poland because the country doesn't want to pony up and buy more doses of the company's COVID-19 vaccine, or as I like to call it, Pentagon juice. 
in violation of its contractual obligation. Here with the story, joining me once again, TNT Radio news producer Adam Clark, a.k.a. Ruckus. Yeah, thanks, Roy. This is pretty fascinating. Uh, Pfizer, of course, uh, the big pharma giant who made one of the life-saving, world-saving, yeah, let's not kid ourselves. Yeah, the jab makers, uh, Pfizer, they sued the government of Poland for alleged failure to buy 60 million contracted doses of the poison. Uh, this is according uh, to this is official. This 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 is happening, folks. So uh, whew, it's been a long time as in never that I, I spoke uh, Polish. So I'm going to have trouble with some of these words. I apologize. But a spokesperson for Poland's health ministry, Iwona Kanya, told local news outlet TVN24 on Thursday that over a year of negotiations failed to yield a compromise over tens of millions of contracted doses that Poland doesn't want to buy. And so Pfizer has filed a lawsuit. Pfizer's civil suit filed earlier this week in Brussels, Belgium, demands that the Polish government pay roughly 1.5 billion U.S. dollars worth for the 60 million doses of Pfizer's jibby jabs that Polish authorities said last year they no longer want to purchase. According to Polish news outlet, Dziennik Gazeta Prania, which was the first to report on the terms of the suit. While Polish government officials have said that they hope there's still a chance that the lawsuit might end in some kind of settlement, for now it appears that Warsaw's 19-month struggle to back out of the deal or modify the terms of the contract with Pfizer is heading for a courtroom battle. I don't think they're going to show this on TV. Polish authorities have justified their refusal to buy the contracted doses by the massive financial burden the country has suffered due to the influx of Ukrainian refugees fleeing the war in Ukraine. Poland has taken in more Ukrainian refugees than any other European country amid the conflict between Ukraine and Russia. Last year, Poland requested a change of its contract with Pfizer for 60 million outstanding doses of the vaccine, citing a quote-unquote force majeure clause in the contract. Warsaw said that the burden of taking in millions of refugees from the war in nearby Ukraine, as well as the economic impact of the conflict, justified a rejigging of the contract terms. Um, oh, jeez. Then Chief of Poland's Health Ministry, Adam Niedzielski, told the PAP Polish Press Agency in April 2022, quote, there's been a change in the epidemiological situation, though mostly it's the geopolitical situation. And so the contracts for COVID-19 vaccines must change as well, end quote. Then, in May of 2022, Mr. Niedzielski wrote an open letter to Pfizer investors telling them that the company's plans to deliver hundreds of millions of vaccine doses was pointless from the perspective of public health needs and called for a quote-unquote fundamental revision of vaccine contracts. Since then, Poland and Pfizer have been in talks to find a compromise, but failed to reach a settlement. The Polish health ministry spokesperson blamed the pharmaceutical giant for the breakdown in talks. Ms. Kanya told TVN24, quote, Pfizer representatives failed to put forth forward any practical solutions for this extraordinary situation, despite numerous declarations that they're ready to enter into dialogue with Poland and despite assurances that they understand the situation that the Polish government is focusing its efforts on helping a country mired 
in war, end quote. A preliminary court, court date has been scheduled for December 6th, 2023. So there we have it, uh, Harori. Now, uh, as much as we all would like to be suing Big Pharma, Big Pharma is is suing us now. Is that what's happening here? What do you think? I, I think they don't pay it. Don't do it. Um, invo uh, invoke the force mayor uh, or, or just say flat out we're not paying it. I mean, absolute crooks, Big Pharma, everyone knows it. They know that we know it. Uh, so Poland should stand strong and say, look, we survived the commies. We will survive you, Pfizer. We're not paying the money. C come try and get it. You know, it's I mean, total scam. E even some politicians in my other homeland of Croatia, like Marin Miletic uh, um, and others have been bringing this topic up, saying the Croatia wants to buy more useless, dangerous COVID-1984 uh, vaccines using taxpayer money. They want a, a lot funds for that which is like insane why nobody nobody wants it um and so i hope i hope they don't pay it and i hope these they run these crooks out of town and you know it makes me think of the swine flu the fake swine flu pandemic in 2009 i was in the belly of the beast then i was a staff assistant for the czech republic's mission to the eu and we were at the 62nd world health assembly during the swine flu you had wolfgang wodarg and others talking about this and um from what i recall back then during that quote pandemic um 80 you know most countries many countries in europe at least they tossed out 80 percent of the vaccine stocks because no one took them so they spent billions of taxpayers money to buy all these swine flu vaccines 2009 and 80 plus were just thrown into the trash and that money was transferred over that wealth to big pharma the rulers of the world absolutely crazy ruckus well i would like to say that oh here's here's the other good news is oh look governments are, are like hey we don't want this garbage rather than governments telling all of its people you have to take this garbage so that's a nice turn of events i think but but as kind of implied with this article here i was reading from um it appears maybe they they don't really care about the that part of it they're just more concerned about the 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 weight of the uh dealing with the immigration crisis from the uh, refugees fleeing the ukraine thing so they don't they don't they don't feel you know i i don't think they care less about like trying to protect their people for like, we're going to save everybody by not allowing them to take this garbage anymore they're just trying to uh you know borrow from one hand to pay the other as it were maybe they could vaccinate the refugees no, I'm, I'm i'm trying to be silly because i don't know what else to do at this point this is absolutely uh insane you know for christmas christmas gifts free uh vaccinations it's just unbelievable how much control the pharmaceutical industrial complex has over nations and and you know and and soon they with the who pandemic treaty right they want to sign off uh what remains of our sovereignty to these these freaks these these crooks these eugenicists so crazy times ruckus thanks for that have a wonderful weekend eating your uh thanksgiving dinner leftovers or or whatnot oh you'll be you'll be drinking that milk and eating those steaks so uh have a good weekend uh 
will be joined with Dr. Li Meng Yan. If you got questions, feel free to call in. We'll be right back. You should hear what Ross Cameron is talking about. I see there's a new trend taking place, sweeping uh, the internet of what they're calling sort of technology naked walks, where you go for a walk without your iPhone, without uh, a headset, and just alone with your thoughts. Apparently some people are finding it quite emotionally taxing, but subsequently liberating. Uh, certainly I find if I get into a motor vehicle with a teenager, it's a matter of seconds uh, before there is a request for uh, usually the latest uh, Taylor Swift song or some other form of electronic stimulus. We are generation apparently trained uh, for a very short concentration span and a desperate need for um, digital company. Ross Cameron on today's News Talk Radio, TNT. Radio works because of its ability to personalize to the listener. What's exciting these days is that people are rediscovering it. You know, people are really rediscovering just how powerful radio is, how ubiquitous it is. It's in our cars, it's in our homes. There are so many new ways to access it. It's everywhere. To find out more, go to tntradio.live. The conversation continues. I don't believe it, and I think that's a terrible position that I am in, that I don't trust my government. This is today's News Talk Radio, TNT. Joining us this hour is Dr. Li Meng Yan, medical doctor, PhD, virologist, and independent coronavirus expert. She was educated at two top medical schools in China, Southern Medical University and Central South University. She was also post postdoctoral fellow in the School of Public Health at the University of Hong Kong. Because of her extensive professional network and scientific evidence, she's she has the distinction of being the only Chinese insider in the West with firsthand knowledge about the true nature of the virus, as well as the CCP's deceptive methods used to disguise their international bioweapons research. She, uh, you can also listen to her over the weekends at AmericaOutLoud.News. She's got a podcast uh, on Saturdays and Sundays. Uh, well, welcome to TNT Radio, Dr. Yan. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Th thanks for coming on. And I've been following your work over the past couple years. And since this is the first time I'm I'm talking to you, I, I thought maybe we, we could start with getting your overall thesis when it comes to COVID. Uh, you know, back in January 2020, I had interviewed, uh, I was the first to interview Dr. Francis Boyle, the author of the Bioweapons Act. Uh, and that interview blew up got us into trouble uh, and he was the first uh, he said at the time that he believed that COVID was a offensive biological warfare weapon that had leaked out of um, Wuhan and it's been a couple of years now three years coming on is it four now uh, what, what you know just to take a step back be getting before getting your thoughts on current developments for listeners could you outline you know what's your thesis when it comes to COVID-19 what was it um, you know, what was China's relation, Wuhan, U.S., and, and, and whatnot? So uh, if we come back to three years ago, almost four years ago, uh, I was appointed by my supervisor, WHO expert, Dr. Liu Peng in the University of Hong Kong to conduct the secret investigation on the Wuhan virus as a day, uh, 31st December 2019. Because at that day, uh, you may already remember uh, a doctor in Wuhan talk about there is sus-like 
new virus happened in Wuhan, and then he warned his friends through WeChat. At that time, WHO cannot get any information because China government refused to share anything. And my lab in the University of Hong Kong is WHO reference lab. That means we are in charge of this kind of uh, outbreak of the infectious disease, respiratory uh, infected infectious disease in mainland. So I went through my own network the doctors in China, the researchers in China, and uh, I was warned by my boss that be careful, keep silent. If not, you will be disappeared and no one can help you. So from that day, I quickly collect a lot of information, including the information from China CDC headquarters office and also Beijing CDC, which has uh, my friends were conducting the test of those virus and also people in Wuhan in hospitals. So altogether, the thing is, when I ref uh, feedback all the information back to my boss, tell them that from the first day I do my in investigation, we know human to human transmission exists. But China government deny and uh, also after I feedback to the WHO experts, including my boss, they choose to help China government to cover it up. So things go to the mid-January, and at that time, China government finally released the viral sequence. And actually, they have got it at least one month before. WIV, Wuhan Institute of Virologists, have this viral sequence from the patients, and China just doesn't want to disclose it. So they keep delaying it, and until 19th January, I revealed uh, all of this information through the anti-CCP Chinese uh, YouTube blogger, Older Media, which is based in U.S., about all this information. Because at that time, uh, all the evidence I collected pointed out this virus was not come from the nature. And it was come from the biolab in China, military civil biolab. And also the military is dominant inside. And the original virus they used to do the modification, weaponized, was uniquely discovered and owned by People's Liberation Army. So I also tell people that human-to-human -human transmission exists. And 24 hours after my revelation, uh, uh, 24 hours within my revelation, China government for the first time admit human-to-human -human transmission. And three days later, they locked down. At that time, I was anonymous. All these things go through Mr. Luder in U.S. But still after that, uh, I keep collecting information and conducting experiments using COVID-19 virus in the biosafety uh, level three laboratory. But at the end of April 2020, I was informed by Mr. Luder, I was warned by him, China is going to disappear me. So luckily, get some help. I managed to go to US and uh, from the moment I landed in Los Angeles, I started to work with the federal government. And, you know, would you say this leak, some people posit that it was an accidental leak. Do you think it no. was intentional? 
or or maybe if it was accidental now at some point in the future it would be intentional your thoughts it was not accidental at all so you know for the top level biosafety lab uh, in wuhan it when they use it to weaponize the virus the, the pathogens basically you can consider it as a nuclear weapon arsenal you won't see any country like the nuclear weapon accidentally spill over and even if it's accidentally spill over no country even chernobyl russia soviet union won't treat it as a victory right but covid19 pandemic for xi jinping's regime they believe ccp believe it is a victory it makes the united front uh, sorry the united state fall and the china rise there are a lot of documents in china uh, i mean it's not a secret now also we have evidence to show that china not only secretly develop novel bioweapons they also test it in the communities because according to their document which i wrote in my yen reports that they claim the best way to optimize the novel bioweapons especially the novel bioweapon using coronavirus you have to test it in the real environment which is like the enemy's uh environment that means you need to use human and then you need to know how to use it or how to uh, improve it so uh, also china has very well organized uh, this kind of system to cover it up to suppress information and later quickly after i review the things three days later they send people all over the world and to spread the virus to all the countries and then they use propaganda to suppress origin of covid-19 even until now so yeah briefly uh china has done a big thing uh before and after that but one thing i just want uh let people know they don't really want the outbreak happened in Wuhan. So they, even though they released it out of the lab, they thought it could be under the control at that time. That's why later China government always uh, emphasized it's under the control. However, they underestimate the high transmissibility of this virus. So that's why later the big outbreak happened in Wuhan. Okay, um, that's a lot of uh, information. Real quick, um, Doctor, we got to jump to our headlines. We'll be right back. I got a news flash for you. TNT Radio News. For TNT Radio News, this is James O'Neill. 24 hostages were freed Friday, including Israeli women and children, as guns fell silent across the Gaza Strip for the first time in seven weeks as part of a temporary truce between Israel and Hamas. The first batch of hostages were freed Friday as part of the temporary truce between Israel and Hamas to release some of the nearly 240 civilians abducted during the October 7th terrorist attack. The Metropolitan Police has warned people protesting against Israel's military actions in Gaza. They're liable to arrest and prosecution if they use the phrase jihad. Why not give TNT Radio a follow? We're on all major social platforms, including Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Gab, and Getter. Help us get the word out as we cover the biggest topics of our time right here on today's News Talk. TNT Radio. TNT Radio. We are back with Dr. Li Meng Yan, and you can find her on Twitter X at Dr. Li Meng Yan Wan. That's Dr. D R L I M E N G Y A N, the number one 
Also, she has a week oh, over the weekend. She's got a uh, show which is also available on the podcast America Out Loud news slash voice dash of dash doctor dash Jan. Um, and you're discussing the the COVID virus and and as a biological weapon. What about the vaccines? Um, you know the COVID vaccines. What was the the, the purpose of them? Um, they seem to be having causing a lot of adverse uh, events. Was that like a second stage part of the plan? What what do you make of uh, the, the COVID vaccines? So first, from the beginning, I told people, even back to February 2020, when the uh, Scientific American, the Chinese version, they invited me to share my opinion on COVID-19 vaccine uh, because I worked on vaccine development uh, for five years. And then I told people, there is no way you have a safe and efficient COVID-19 vaccine in a short period, because that is based on the nature of this virus. It can evolve very quickly, generate a lot of variants, and also coronavirus back to SARS-1 period in 2003, people discovered that there are a lot of immune this kind of uh, characters uh, could be brought by the coronavirus. That means it will even give you side effect. One of the very um, famous one is called ADE, antibody dependent enhancement. Briefly for layman, that means the vaccine, you get it, you get antibody, but some antibody even are the bad one, they could help the variant, the next variant, infect you even worse. So briefly, we don't think there will be a vaccine in a short period, but to my surprise, I see how much money come to this field. And uh, even I was encouraged by my boss that as, as well as I write some, uh, as long as I write something to apply the vaccine ground, I would get a lot of money and I have chance to get promoted. So they are hungry to get the vaccines. And also the mandate vaccine policy is something I really cannot accept in all the pandemic. So I strongly reject it. And briefly, I would say COVID-19 virus is designed to be a novel bioweapon, but I don't think COVID-19 vaccines are designed from the beginning to be the bioweapon because there are something uh, really different. Why people have so much side effect, including information, blood clot in the vaccine? I described some in the EN report uh, because you know, no matter what kind of vaccine for COVID-19 we are using now, we put the spike pro I mean, they put the spike protein inside. However, the spike protein is the main part which is weaponized by Chinese Communist Party. So when the vaccine uh, industries or labs, they, they are in a hurry to pr pursue the benefits, right? The idea is to, okay, at that time, they want to accept the nature origin theory and also the top virologist like and also uh, experts like Fauci, they force them to accept the nature origin theory. So their idea would be, we have some nature origin virus, so we use our previous idea and just make some vaccine and we can make money, definitely, right? So, the, and also at that time, because there is 
no punishment for the unsafe or ineffective vaccine. See, there, there is EUA, right? There is the measurement for from the government. No matter it was lobbied by the expert or the mislead by those expert. I mean, anyway, these people they can just push these vaccines to the market without any responsibility. So that's why a lot of people get it, and even the death rate or the injury uh, mortality, uh, injury rate is very could be like lower than one person. Right. Still, when you give the positive uh, compulsory, compulsory in vaccination to all the people, the population is so large. That's why we would see a lot of cases, vaccine injured cases after that. And it's very difficult for vaccine injured uh, people to get the compensation because it's very difficult to be uh, diagnosed. And so in this case, I always tell people, first, you need to know the origin of this virus. You know it is weaponized. And then you want to know how it was weaponized and what is the advantage as a weapon in this virus, in the spike protein. And then you will know that you should not put this part into your vaccine. And also, you need to think about drugs, cheap drug, cheap medicine, like the Aramectin uh, and also hydroxychloroquine, they works combined with other medicines. So we should really change our thinking, change our policy on this issue. And and what would you say would be the damage done if this was a bioweapon coming from China? Uh, and other analysts that I've had on looking at this geopolitically as well. Um, so it, it's doing economic damage. I guess to the West, uh, health dam damaging the citizens um, of the West, and then I guess that would then allow the East to rise as the West declines. How how would you sort of um, look at that? So yeah, I can quote the People's Liberation Army (CCP's) their own words to explain this to you, and you can verify it. So the thing is. When they design this novel weapon, especially, I mean, coronavirus, because they have a document talking about how to use coronavirus to make the novel weapon targeting human. And they describe that this kind of novel weapon will be low death rate, lower than 2%. And this is important because if you have a massive uh, weapon which immediately hurt 20% to 50% people, then people know this is bioweapon. But you have the low death rate one that's already beyond the traditional bioweapon concept. And you even it's difficult for you to define it. So at that time, people will lose their vigilance. And also when you use the low death rate uh, virus to infect people, in their books, they said, for example, one patient, it requires like three people to take care of them. So that means you can immediately make four labor force uh, lose their capacity. And when you conquer this place, enemy's area, at least three healthy people left for your labor force. And also, they said this would, this, um, disrupt the social uh, 
social orders of the enemy society. It makes them panic, right? Go back to early 2020, uh, where you don't know what happened. People are in panic. And also there are lockdowns. There are uh, all these kind of policies, uh, this social distance, mask mandate, all these things, and people cannot work. So economic going down and the people will be angry. And also people will not trust their government for all these chaos. Altogether, this is a way very efficiently to undermine the enemy society. And the U.S. is always a priority for CCP as an enemy. So altogether, this CBD, that's why they believe it is a victory during the pandemic. And, and maybe to jump ahead a bit, we're seeing reports now uh, mainstream media is reporting that in China uh, and Beijing, I think, and elsewhere, there are reports of children and pneumonia. And it feels like 2019 again, uh, late 2019 or, or 2020. Um, do you think this is just something that's ordinary or do you think they might try to do, you know, do something like COVID again? Yeah, it's not ordinary. Uh, and also... I and my team, we are working hard to collect information to understand what happened in China now. The thing is, uh, one thing, it's not only infect children. It also transmits among family in a very quick way. And also adults, elderly, they have the symptom like high fever or even people die, no matter elderly or kids. But we don't know the death rate. We don't know the severe disease rate. So. A lot of things we don't know. We don't know what passage it is. China said it's a uh, uh, plasma, but we we know that some people send us evidence it was negative on their test. But the thing, one thing we can tell you is after COVID, I mean, since COVID-19, Chinese Communist Party enhanced their control to all this medical information. And one of the important reasons is they don't want the next person like me with a blower come out in the future. And also, if CDC doesn't allow the hospital to do the test, or if they don't let the hospital to have this kind of right test kit, the hospital has no idea to give the accurate result to the patients. Currently, people are very nervous, and uh, we see the People take the antibiotics, but uh, after that, still the high fever may come out and uh, it become worse and worse. Our government always behave like usual. They won't tell you the truth. And uh, no matter this one is a novel pathogens or it's a novel variant or it is a drug insistent uh, pathogen or whatever, we need to think about another fact. Based on our sources in China and military, we know China didn't, I mean, never stop working on novel bioweapon. They even encourage the project after COVID-19 because this is so magical, so powerful. And the thing is, once China felt desperate when they compete with the United States, like now, they will think about their magic by weapons. So it's always only a time of matter. You can never trust these dictators, especially they already show their aggression to you.
Okay, uh, real quick, uh, Dr. Jan, we're we're gonna jump to our break, uh, and again to remind listeners, people can find your uh, weekend show uh, podcast at America Out Loud and follow you on Twitter X uh, as well as feel free to call in if there's a question. We'll be right back. Deweaponizing weather with reality and perspective. It's Thanksgiving here in the States, and thank God we still actually exist. Back in 1972, Morris Strong, a UNEP founding father, said that they only had 10 years to save the world from catastrophe. And now let's see, who came after that? Mustafa Talba, 1982. We have only 18 years to save the world from catastrophe. And then let's see who we have. The same organization. I think this is Ned Brown, 1989. We only have 10 years to save the world from a catastrophe. Now, all these people keep saying the same thing, and yet the world keeps spinning around and around. And even though there's some times when you think maybe there's a setback, overall, we continue to advance. But you wanna know something? Bill Gates, Al Gore, John Kerry, these guys are hypocritical climate warriors and they're living large. Al Gore blazed the trail for the climate gravy train. And with the $12 trillion for climate subsidies already in the Inflation Reduction Act, is now a gravy bullet train. Given that emissions are not being reduced and the weather is not gonna be improved, and none of these guys can actually tell you what it's going to do. But they keep getting listened to. Hopefully, not by people at TNT. Actually, go listen to them and then try to make a judgment. This is TNT climate and weather watchdog meteorologist Joe Biscardi asking you to be grateful and to enjoy the weather. It's the only weather you got. Life doesn't always give you time to change the outcome. Pre-diabetes does. One in three adults has pre-diabetes, but with early diagnosis, pre-diabetes can be reversed. And you can change the outcome. Take the one-minute pre-diabetes risk test today. Go to doihaveprediabetes.org. Pervoye Morich on today's News Talk Radio, TNT. It is our final segment with Dr. Lee Meng. Ian, uh, again, find her on Twitter, X and uh, America Out Loud. That news. I was looking um, at uh, listening to some of your broadcasts, Dr. Ian. I saw you, you've um, talked to Claire Lopez. I've had her on the program as well. Actually, it's been a long while. I need to get her back. But just uh, talking about the, the news that's coming out of China again about some sort of new illness. Do you think that? we could you know governments around the world could lock down populations again a lot of us had have got had gotten angry with the lockdowns i'm down here in mexico i can tell you that so many canadians and europeans fled their countries to come down to mexico's because we were freer uh here do you think they could get governments to lock down again and impose mandates or um too many people would, would say no. Yeah, those mandate policies are the things I'm always concerned uh, because, you know, sometimes mandate is um, necessary. Like, for example, when we say Ebola outbreak happened in Africa, they mandate lockdown for a short while. 
because that had limited the transmission of the virus. However, the large scale of lockdown without proper medical measures, just leave people home and die, die at home, especially remember in China, they did the almost three years lockdown policies, they called it anti-zero uh, COVID policies. It caused even more damage than people can image. People hungry, die at home, and pregnant kid lady cannot go to the hospital and the baby cannot get treatment. Altogether, it already become, in Chinese Communist Party, it's already become a way to control people, combined with the digital code to control you whenever, wherever you go, whatever you do. And this is something we must be very uh, vigilant. We definitely cannot let it come to uh, where we stay now. But you should remember something. WHO, still Dr. Tedros, who corrupted with China government and who is a communist international, who is not a real doctor, he is still the general secretary. And also those WHO emergency uh, team uh, experts, especially on respiratory disease, they are still the one help China government to cover things up and mislead the public health uh, policies. And uh, let's say in the United States, um, it's good that Dr. Fauci retired, but have you read the recent article from the Vanity Fair? It is a good article. They have spent six months to do the investigation, interviewed 60 people, and they tell you that those NIH and the Fauci's NIAID, those experts, they only think about they are the science, they are the voice, and they totally ignore, if we don't talk about corruption, they totally ignore the national security. And uh, the real expert, like the DOE expert, they know both biology and national security. They already worry about the future novel bioweapon will come from countries like China. So if we still leave those corrupted virologist experts to give suggestions to push the government to conduct the public health uh, policies, I'm afraid we will say something bad repeatedly happen uh, around us. So before China launched the next bio attacks against us, this is something very important for us to solve, for Americans to solve. And by the way, the illegal Chinese bio lab discovered in Ridley has already tell you another story that Chinese Communist Party can use their agent to set up the secret uh, warehouse, including over 20 types of infectious pathogens, even Ebola virus on your soil, in your community, near your military base. What do they want to do? What's their purpose? And whether CDC can protect us because in that case, CDC refused to test the unknown uh, samples. They even urged to destroy 1.7 tons of biomaterials, uh, which has very important evidence. So these are the things we need to think about, and we don't have much time. We must act. I, I like to refer to him as Tedros the Terrorist, uh, and um, <laughs> because he's been terrorizing us all. 
And j just because you, you mentioned the WHO, which I like to also call the World Homicide Organization, but the, how much control or corruption do you see in these institutions like, I mean, you've got the CDC, you, you mentioned, you know, um, NIH, uh, the WHO, and then all these foundations, the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, how much control do they have? And then if you have any thoughts on there's been this talk of the who pandemic treaty the international health regulations that they want to get uh nations to sign new agreements that give up where we give up our sovereignty and give them more power any thoughts on uh this i can tell you that the dominant power is behind is china communist china and without china's effort and money, they, because China, is, uh, they cannot do it like that because China is still a legal regime. So it can do a lot of things beyond any individuals and organizations. And over uh, 50 years since US and China re-established the diplomatic relationship, China is looking for the way to undermine U.S. from all the aspects in a very hidden way. And back to over 20 years ago, at that time, China had found a way to infiltrate NIH and of course CDC, there were their people, they even handled the vaccine review and they handled uh, public health policies and they further used these people to influence, to corrupt people like Fauci, Peter Daszak, and you, you know, these experts, they can stay in that position, not only because they are capable, but also because big money behind them to support them. China can fuel them using a lot of money. So they have a lot of reputation, their voice become louder and louder. And then it involves uh, nature, landscape, science, these kind of magazines. So finally, when the things happen, that people have no way to find out the truth because all those professional people won't tell you to listen to them, to listen to China. So I don't think we could uh, thoroughly solve this problem if we don't cut off China's connection with this international organization and especially your federal agencies. I, I did want to ask you about, uh, you know, we had recently Gavin Newsom of uh, California, California visit uh, Xi Jinping in, in China, and Xi Jinping was just in California with Newsom and President Biden. And now we're seeing more and more talk of a third world war, right? A lot of um, movement between new western forces eastern forces in the indo-pacific militarization all sorts of rhetoric um what you know we got a couple of minutes left in these final uh minutes thoughts on going beyond health what thoughts do you have on you know a third world war you, you've also been commenting on um hamas being supported by China and you know everything that's going on in Israel Palestine do you, do you fear we might be going into um a third world war we don't want a world war three but definitely it's not up to us because China Russia Iran the axis of evil they are trying their best especially China is dominant behind using money and international influence to 
unify all these evil powers, including like Hamas, those terrorists, and they hate free world. They hate the United States. So I always tell people, no matter the COVID-19 pandemic, all the things we say, like Russia invade Ukraine, whether U.S. should help Ukraine or whether U.S. should help Israel against the Hamas, this is nothing about the partisan issue. In this case, Americans are all together because once China and Russia, that that ally, they finish Israel, finish Ukraine, they will gather more power to destroy the United States. And China doesn't like Biden. China doesn't like Trump. China doesn't like Newsom. No matter how Newsom tried to make San Francisco look like Beijing <laughs> during his visit. But the thing is, China, communist China will use them. They are called, I mean, whoever these people are used by CCP, they are called useful idiots. They will be abandoned desperately by China. The thing is, we need to know that side already prepares a war. They have mobilized to fight against Americans. So if you don't know that, then they will destroy you in silence. If you understand that, then you have the, still have the opportunity to actively fight back. And America will win if you have this idea, if you know you should be briefly fight back to protect your freedom. And uh, we're two minutes to midnight. I see you've also had Michael Yan on your program. I've I've interviewed yeah. him as well. He does a lot of good work. Uh, I think migration, mass migration is also another military strategy uh, that is being used to attack the United States. So we got two minutes left. You know, any other thoughts, final thoughts, you know, elections next year, uh, Trump, uh, you know, any other uh, key thoughts? So the thing is that Chinese, I focus on the Chinese immigration, illegal immigration through borders. I can tell you back from end of last year, we got the information intelligence from central CCP uh, that China has already recruited at least a hundred of thousands of the trained, the military trained agents to come through the border uh, for the future operations in the United States. And then later we say this really come here, don't listen to those media, those propaganda. It's very clear they try to make you believe those people come here to pursue freedom. But let me tell you, those military age people, they come here, they claim, uh, pretend they are anti-CCP, but the moment they arrive here, they try to get their uh, asylum and then they buy guns. They go to practice and then they actively working in the uh, in, uh, in the communities. So we need to be very, very aware of that. And uh, we need to get a thorough investigation on those already get into the United States. And we, we need to definitely stop it. And for the next election, I want to say that whoever become president, he must be a person understand China, understand Xi Jinping, understand the unrestricted warfare and can bring Americans protect the future. Um, a lot of information there. Thank you for joining us, Dr. Li Meng Yan. Uh, we just got a few seconds left real quick. Where's the best place for people to find you on the internet? Uh, Twitter, Dr. Li Meng Yan with the blue label and the voice of Dr. Yan. You can see it on various apps and uh, Mark of Mouth. 
All right. Thank you for being with us. Hopefully you join us again. Keep up the great work. Steve Malsberg is up next.